We spend over one third of our awake life working. So having a job that you want to go to every day is important, but is it necessary for creating work-life balance? If it's true that you need to love your job and be fulfilled by your job in order to create work-life balance, then you might be chasing a perfect set of circumstances that just never exist. In this podcast, I'll be sharing why a fulfilling job is not, in fact, required when creating a life that feels balanced and talk you through what is necessary instead. You ready? Let's get to it. Welcome to the Ambitious and Balanced Working Mom podcast, the place for women who want to balance their ambitious career goals with their life as a mom. If you're looking to feel more confident, decisive, and productive at both work and home, then this is the place for you. I'm your host, Rebecca Olson. Let's get to it. Hello, amazing working moms out there. If you celebrated Halloween last night, I hope it was safe and memorable. I'm recording this podcast before Halloween, but I could tell you that one of the traditions we are bringing back that we were doing before the pandemic was to bring out our fire pit from our backyard and into our front yard. And we sit and we chat with our neighbors as they walk by. We pass out candy from our front yard. And this year, we're going to be turning on a movie in our garage and opening it up. And it has surround sound and it has a big TV. And so we're just going to let kids and families kind of stand and watch and just enjoy the festivities together. So we're super excited about that. We are also, for the first time, honoring Day of the Dead, and we have put up pictures of some of our loved ones. We've lost a couple of very close family members during these COVID times as well, and so it's been fun to just start to share stories with my kids about that and just beginning of the holiday season. So I'm really excited for what we're going to talk about today because it's a topic that comes up a lot when I talk with women about work-life balance or just talking about having a fulfilling life. And that is your job. You know, the question I get asked a lot is how important is your job? Specifically, how fulfilling does your job need to be in order for you to create work-life balance? And it really makes a lot of sense that this comes up because we spend a lot of time at work. We spend a third of our awake hours working in a job. And that's only if you're working 40 hours a week. But Before I was a coach, I also commuted to my job. The commute was over an hour each way. And when you calculate out my commute plus my lunch hours plus the time working, it was 47% of my awake hours were spent at work. When you're spending that much time working or getting to work or just being at work, it makes sense that we want that time to be fulfilling. And when it's not, it can cause a whole lot of internal imbalance. It is true that because your job takes up so much time, you cannot be hating your job and wishing you were in another one if you want to create balance. You cannot wake up every day and dread going to work if you want to create balance. You cannot be at work and thinking the whole time that you wished you weren't there or you're daydreaming about your being with your kid or wishing that you could quit your job or daydreaming about being in another job, our thoughts are like a self-fulfilling prophecy. The way you think about your job or the way you think about yourself in that job, that is ultimately what creates balance. That's at the core of it. Right job, the right boss, 
the right company, you know, that's family friendly and flexible. These are not what create balance and you cannot be depending on them in order to create the life that you want to create. Now, it is true that if you're working in a family-friendly company that gives you a lot of flexibility and where it's the culture of the company that you go home and you be with your kiddo when they're sick or that it's okay to leave work and attend a school activity or something like that, when you're in that type of company, it is true that balance is easier to create. But it, in and of itself, does not create balance. I really want you to hear that. Family-friendly companies make it easier to create balance, but they do not actually create it for you. And I want to give you an example of how I know that to be true because I've worked with hundreds of working moms in a variety of different kinds of working situations and jobs. And no matter what the job is, what the company is, what the role is, all of these women come to me experiencing in balance. And the range of companies they work in is pretty vast. I had a client who worked in one of the most family-friendly companies of probably any client that I had worked with. Lots of flexibility. They never questioned if you needed to be gone for any reason. You kind of could create your own schedule. During the pandemic, they were very accommodating, generous paid family time. And yet, when she came to me, she was still averaging 55 hours a week in her job. She worked Every weekend, at least for a few hours, she worked many weeknights, but the company wasn't really promoting that. You know, the message from her boss and her company was to definitely take time off and to prioritize her family. And yet she still overworked because it isn't the job or the company or the boss that creates a balanced life. It is you. Now, one of the foundational principles that I teach all of my clients, whether you're in the collective with me or if you're a one-on-one client, is that you are in charge of your own work-life balance. It's just simply not useful to think that the job is what creates that or being fulfilled by your job is what creates that or being in a more flexible company is what creates that because you're never in control of those things. You're completely depending on the company or the boss or something or someone else in order to create the life that you want to have. I don't want you to be thinking that a fulfilling job is required in order for you to create balance because then you're going to be waiting around until you find that perfect fulfilling job. And there will be so much emphasis placed on ensuring that you get the right fulfilling job with the right flexibility and the family friendliness that you want, you know, you're going to feel paralyzed by that process. And in fact, 75 or so percent of the women I work with one-on-one, part of why they hire me is to help them figure out their next steps in their career so that they can have that fulfilling and balanced life. But the problem is for many of them, they've been in their career path for more than a decade. They have a nice salary. They have good benefits and they're unfulfilled. So they want to make a change but it feels really risky to them to leave the stability of their job and their career to make that change. And they don't want to be leaving their job and going to work for another company or maybe even changing careers entirely only to find out that that's not fulfilling either or that they can't seem to find balance in that workplace either. So for many of these women, they've been considering job changes for years but have been completely paralyzed by needing to make sure the change is the right one. 
Now, what's so interesting is that a good portion of these women, they end up deciding to stay in their role. Now, what happens is they start taking some ownership over their schedule and how much they work. They start taking control over their balance and their imbalance tendencies. They start exploring what they love about their job, why it's the right fit for them, and they start to feel fulfilled by it again. And so they end up deciding to stay because now they're feeling differently about their job and they're managing the balance in their life in a way that they weren't before. Okay, what I really want you to see in all of this is that our job and the way we think about our job and how fulfilled we are by our job and how much we work or how much we overwork, you know, all of this has an effect on our ability to create work-life balance. But it's not black and white. You know, there isn't a perfect cocktail of fulfillment in your work, time spent working, flexible job that creates work-life balance. And I don't want you to be waiting to figure out that perfect cocktail either. I want you to be experiencing it now. So the answer to the question, do you need to be fulfilled by your job in order to create a balanced life? The answer to that is no. However, you do need to feel committed to it. You have to feel committed to your job if you're going to be creating a balanced life. Because when you are committed you stop second-guessing in your head, and you start problem-solving differently. So here's what I mean by commitment. Commitment is all about dedication. It's about seeing something all the way through. You're very committed to your kids. You're going to be with them. You're going to be supporting them all through their ups and downs. And when you're having a bad mommying day, you don't throw in the towel, right, and quit on your kids Because you're committed to them. You're committed to being the best mom you can be for them. And the same thing needs to be true for your job. Through all of the ups and downs, through all the successes and failures, through all the busy times and slow times, you don't consider throwing in the towel and quitting because you're committed to being a highly valuable employee. Being committed to your job is basically just deciding to be there and being fully dedicated to it no matter how hard it is. So I want to talk about four tricks that are going to really help you to build up this commitment to your job. Now, what's going to happen, interesting enough, is what I see from working moms is that when they start to build up their commitment, fulfillment also increases at the same time. So the first one is not taking the thought, this is hard, and extrapolating it out to mean that you should quit or you should change jobs. Now, I see this a lot, particularly with moms with young children, kind of learning how to balance their job duties with life as a mom. That's hard. That's hard work. There's a lot of trial and error involved. There's a lot of failure. There's a lot of trying to figure out how to be as productive as possible within a shortened period of time, because generally speaking, most of us don't work as many hours as we did before kids. And learning how to shut down your brain at the end of your workday so that you could be fully present. What I see a lot of working moms do when that starts to feel hard, which is inevitable, they start thinking, oh gosh, maybe I'm in the wrong job, or maybe I can't handle this, or maybe I'm not cut out for this, or or maybe I should take a break, or maybe I really should be home with my baby for a while. Maybe I should just take some time off from work and be a stay-at-home mom. So they take that feeling of this is hard and all of their failures, and they make that mean something about themselves and their job. Versus, 
you're literally learning a new skill set. Learning how to balance life as a working mom is a new skill set, and it's not going to happen overnight. It's going to take a while. It doesn't mean that it's not the right job for you or that you're not the perfect person for it. It doesn't mean actually anything except you're just in the middle of figuring it out. Because remember, thinking I can't handle this or I'm not as good as I was before, these unhelpful thoughts are going to create unfulfillment in your work life because you're steering your brain to what's not working and how you're failing versus thinking about you know, all of the positive things that your job brings to you. So you want to steer clear from labeling the challenges of creating work-life balance in your job and assigning them meaning. I have a student in the collective that we have coached on this a few times, and this seems to be a crux for her of what creates imbalance in her life because she is in a job where there's always an immense amount of things to do and never enough time to do it. Like it's always the case that she will never get through all of her to-dos. And what her brain likes to think is when it gets really difficult to prioritize and she's really struggling and she's finding herself working long hours in ways that she doesn't want to be working, what she always tends to tell herself is, oh, maybe maybe I really should just be home with my kids for a period of time. Like that's where her brain naturally likes to go to. And she likes to take the, I can't figure this out. This is hard. I don't know how to prioritize. I'm not managing this well. She likes to take all of those thoughts that she has about herself and how she's managing her long to-do list and her brain in an effort to make her feel better starts to entertain thoughts of quitting or starting to look for other work almost as an escape from how hard it feels right now. And the problem with that is that what you're not doing, if you're taking up all of this space in your brain thinking about escaping and either quitting or looking for other work and just kind of getting out of your situation, what you're not doing is thinking strategically about how you can make your current job work. You're not problem solving for how you can actually create work-life balance right now in your current situation because instead you're thinking about simply escaping from the situation. You're thinking that that is the solution. You're expelling all of this energy on hoping that you can create this work-life balance in the future after you quit. But we want to be creating work-life balance right now. And the way that we do that, this first trick that I'm talking about is that you don't take the ups and downs of learning how to create work-life balance and extrapolate that out with any kind of meaning about if you should be in this job, if you should quit, if you should change, if you can handle it. You just don't label it anything other than you're in the middle of figuring out how to create work-life balance. And of course, there's going to be some ups and downs. Now, the second trick that's going to really help you create commitment to your job is to know or remember why it is you are there. Now, just because you've been working at your company or been in your line of work, whatever that is, for as many years as you have, does not mean that you have to continue in it. You need to decide why you are there today. You're not stuck in it. You're choosing it. You're actively choosing every single day to get up and go to that job. You need to know why. Why do you still choose to work for that company that you work for? Why do you still want to be doing the type of work that you're doing? Even if it's not the perfect place for you, even if it's not, you know, the exact job you want or kind of the exact company you want to be working for, you want to be answering these two questions because it's going to help you bring some perspective and some purpose. Why 
Are you still choosing to work for this company? And why are you still doing this line of work? A lot of people don't take time to stop and consider why they continue to do what they do. It's like they go from college and they move into some kind of industry and they get a job in it and then they work their way up. And eventually, after a decade or more, they look back and they kind of go, I don't, how did I get here? And do I even want to be here? And at that point, now they're a decade in, they've spent all of this time never really evaluating along the way, am I still on the path that I want to be on? Regular seasons of spending time considering why am I doing what I'm doing and why am I still at this company, it's going to help you fortify some commitment about your choices and give you some perspective on whether you want to stay doing what you're doing or not. Remember, your brain is really good about pointing out all of the reasons why your job isn't working or why you're not a good fit or why your company's not right. And we're not really ignoring those things in this. Instead, what all you're doing is you're directing your brain to the other side of the ledger, kind of thinking about instead, what are some of the reasons why you in fact want to be there and why you want to be doing the job that you're doing? Okay, so the goal of this trick is really to be gaining some perspective and purpose on why you're there. The third trick is to decide when you want to evaluate if you want to stay in this job. Remember, as I was just saying before, a lot of people just kind of move from college into an industry, and then they get a job, and then they get promoted, and then they move around, and they just kind of keep going down the path, not really questioning if they even want to be on that path or not. We want to be taking regular times to evaluate where you're at and if you want to continue to be there. But we want to set times to do that. You don't want to leave this open-ended because what your brain is going to do is it's going to constantly have this little pop-up window in the back kind of running, taking up some of your RAM and your computer, right? And it's going to be constantly searching for evidence on whether you should stay or whether you should go. And so it's taking up energy in the back of your brain considering this question, is this really the right place for me or is it not? If you're somebody that's been in a job for a really long time or you're in a place that you're just simply unfulfilled, you probably notice this happening already. You notice that when, particularly in challenging times, challenging meetings, challenging conflict with coworkers, difficult boss situations, you know, not being able to manage your to-dos, whatever it is, your brain naturally kind of says, yeah, maybe this isn't working out. Maybe I should really look somewhere else. It's subtle. It might be really subtle in your brain, but it's in the background taking up a whole bunch of space. I also don't want you making the decision to leave from an emotional place, which is kind of what we tend to do when we're feeling unfulfilled, right? Instead of looking at the job objectively, we take all of that unfulfillment and all of that emotion that we have, that negative emotion, and we make that mean it's time to leave, when it may or may not be the best move. You know, remember I was telling you about the 75% of my one-on-one clients, they think that they need to change jobs when they come to me and we go through a process of evaluating that and a good portion of them decide to stay. But if we had never worked together and we hadn't gone through the process of really evaluating what it is they want, thinking about their strengths, thinking about kind of where their internal compass is guiding them, all of them would have made more emotional decisions to leave more from a place of that can't handle it anymore instead of from a place of power. If you're going to be making a decision to leave your job or changing your career or moving to something that's more fulfilling, we want that decision to come from a place of power. We want it to come from a place of strategically thinking about all of your reasons. It can't be from an emotional place. 
And the way you do that is that you make a decision for when you're going to evaluate it. So it's like everybody has this in their job, right? You go through an evaluation season. This is the same thing that you should do with yourself. Maybe you can just coincide it with your yearly evaluation if you want, where you start to evaluate your current job from the perspective of, do I want to stay in this current job? And that way, whenever your brain wants to start thinking about leaving or wants to offer to you that maybe you should take a break or maybe you find yourself daydreaming, being home with your baby for a while, you know, whenever it's doing that, you can just redirect it and remind it, hey, January 1st, we said we're going to evaluate this and make a decision. But right now, I don't want to focus on that. Instead, I just want to strategize for how I can make this current role better, how I can optimize in it, how can I be more productive, how can I stop overworking, how can I create more fulfillment or balance from it. You know, whatever it is for you, you want to start thinking strategically about how you optimize your current situation until that moment where you're going to actually sit down and evaluate. So you're basically creating a container of time for you to be thinking about this decision to stay or go. And you get to be in charge of that decision. You just need to decide when it is, stick it in your calendar, and have a reminder set for it so you have a time frame set aside, a container of time that your brain can go to for whenever your brain wants to offer to you it's time to leave. Now, the fourth trick is to consider how you and your strengths are perfect for your current job. This is particularly important if the unfulfillment in your job is coming from a place of inadequacy, like you aren't good enough, or since having kids, you're, you know, you're not able to handle it, or you're just feeling really out of balance. Because remember, the goal is to be committed to the job, not to put all of your emphasis on it being the thing that fulfills you or the thing that you have to get right or perfect, right? We're not conjuring up some magic cocktail here of a perfect circumstance within your job. So. We're just wanting to direct your thoughts to why you're perfect for your current job. What makes you really good at what you do? Where and how are you doing your job really well? This type of intentional positivity towards your job creates natural motivation. Again, we're not ignoring the things that aren't going so well. We're not ignoring the places where you need to grow or the things that are causing some out of the out of balance in your life. We're just not focusing your brain as hard on. We're not focusing your brain so directly on it. You want to feel more connected and motivated by your work. So all we're really doing is intentionally creating that connection and motivation by thinking about what makes you really good, why it's the perfect place for you, where you're doing really well, what you've accomplished, what you can be proud of. I mean, there's so many questions you can ask yourself to really be focusing in on your strengths, and how they're perfect for this current job. There you go. Four tricks to creating commitment to your job, which will create natural motivation and connection to your work. Now, if you're feeling out of balance right now, and you're thinking that your job is the problem, that if you were more fulfilled, if you were in a different company that had more flexibility, you know, then you'd be able to create the balance that you want. If this is you, Right now, the most powerful thing you can do is to start creating balance right now in your current job under your current circumstances. Essentially, make this job work for you. Assume that you could never leave this job. And if that was true, if you could never leave this job, this was your job for the rest of your life, how would you go about creating fulfillment and work-life balance in it? These four tricks are going to help you give you some guidance. But the reason I really want you to consider this, 
Because then, after you've done the hard work of really owning balance in your current job, you will know that you can create it anywhere. You will know that no matter what your work circumstances are, no matter who your boss is, no matter if you have a family-friendly company or not, that you are in control of your own balance. It's just simply not useful to think that your job must be fulfilling, that your company must be flexible, that you must have a different boss for you to create the work-life balance that you want because it takes away all of your control. And I want you to be in control of balance always. Okay, working moms, see you next week. Hey, before you go, I want to take a moment and tell you about an opportunity to speak with me directly. If you've been listening to this podcast and still feel like you need help balancing a fulfilling career with motherhood, then I encourage you to schedule a free breakthrough call. On this call, we will get crystal clear on exactly what it is you want out of your career and how you want to balance that with motherhood. And then we'll craft next steps for you to start moving toward a more calm and fulfilling working mom life. Head over to www.rebeccaolsoncoaching.com forward slash book to apply for this free call. Till next week and working moms, let's get to it. Mm -hmm.